When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Susie Hunter. We got a Susie show today and I'm of course joined by super producer Kale. What's up? What's up? We have such a stacked show for you today. First, we're going to recap last night's loss to the Giants. We talked to Susan Slusser, who is an absolute icon in the world of sports journalism. She covers the Giants for the San Francisco Chronicle. We're going to talk to Jimmy Heron of the Albuquerque Isotopes. And of course, we're going to talk about last night's game because there was a game within the game because the DNVR crew came to the Rockies game last night. And it's always such a good time seeing how absolutely unhinged my coworkers are. (laughs) Kale, you had a good time, right? We had a great time. Multiple tall boys were consumed. Multiple tall. Yeah, he was a super consumer Kale. Super consumer Kale was thriving last (laughs) night, one might say. I kept saying, I was like, oh, I really wanted to like egg Kale on to see how many tall boys he could drink, but also I really wanted to have a show today, so yeah, I decided just two. to and then just, just, just drink two. It was okay. <laughs> just had two. Oh my gosh. Fun times. Fun times. Um, uh, but yeah, last night, tough loss. Tough loss for the Rockies. Um, Kyle Freeland had a fine outing. He had one earner, one only one er, unearned run. That's a tongue twister that I just set myself up for. Kyle Freeland only had one unearned run through five innings, but then he had three one-out doubles in a row in the sixth. That got more runs on the board. 
Meanwhile, the Giants had a bullpen day. Kale, did you notice the giant Giants pitcher? I did not. <laughs> the Giants have a giant reliever. His name is, it's spelled H-J-E-L-L-E. It's pronounced Jelly. That's incredible. I wish I would have noticed that last night. But again, multiple tall boys were consumed. So, so. many tall boys. He's a tall boy. He's six foot eleven. Six eleven. He's almost That's... seven feet tall. Why isn't he playing basketball? Uh, it's he should be a center <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> He's enormous, and it's so funny too because we have a new we have a new pitcher who just got called up, Gavin Hollowell, who's six seven, and he's enormous, absolutely giant. Like I made a point, I like went up to him, like, "How tall are your parents?" <laughs> like I have a lot of questions. <laughs> What was the answer? How tall are his parents? Oh my gosh, I'm happy to tell you. So his dad is about 6'2". His mom, I think, is about 5'10". Nothing crazy. But his mom has like four brothers and they're all 6'5". Oh, so tall jeans. Tall jeans. Tall jeans. And he's just surpassed everyone. He's the tallest one in his family. Good for him. But I was like, I need to know. (laughs) Why do I need to know so badly? Um, No, it's just, it's insane seeing these enormous human beings playing baseball. Uh, CJ Crone had a homer, so he spoiled the shutout for the Giants in the sixth inning. That was his 29th home run of the season, and it's his most since his career-high 30 home runs with Tampa Bay in 2018. So he's having a season. CJ Crone also, 101 RBI. Or is it RSBI, Kale? Do you have a preference? I'm an RBI guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I know that's not popular on this podcast. But. <laughs> um, thank you for your input. Um, you will never produce the show again with me. No, I'm just kidding. You're the best. <laughs> Don't go. Um, okay, so CJ Crone, 101 RBI. That the, the two extra came uh, with a two-run double that really looked like it was going to be a home run. Like, it really looked like it... I'm pretty sure it did go over the wall, but Lewis Brinson kind of caught it, kind of fumbled it. Two more scored for the Rockies. San Francisco actually tried to challenge Daza's safe call at home. Didn't work out. It was just like a very chaotic game per usual. It's never a dull moment at Coors Field. And I'm sorry that you guys missed it because you were too busy making straws out of hot dogs and (laughs) it was absolute chaos. Yeah, it was chaos last night, but we made the hot dog straw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, RK and Spencer did like the, it's like they were at the soda shop in the fifties. They both had their hot dog straw in one beer. It was disgusting. (laughs) It was actually the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it's worse than the original viral video. (laughs) Um, but yeah, ninth inning. Let's talk about that. Uh, CJ Crone, Ryan McMahon and Michael Tolia all kind of collided together try to catch a foul ball. All of them were in a position to catch that ball and no one caught it. And it was so frustrating. And just to add to the chaos, the crew chief actually reviewed if it even was a foul, but it was just to add to the chaos. But yeah, that was the Rockies game. (laughs) It was a chaotic night all around. It was a chaotic night for sure. Um, Do you think we're going to get to 69 wins, Kale? I sure hope so. Um, it is not looking like it, though. I I mean, we're close. We're close. Rockies are 64 and 84, so they just have to win five more games. How many games are there left, though? Uh, more than five. Well, We still have all of this series. We still have um, two more against San Francisco. 
And we have three more against the Padres here. And then nine more games after that. Can you add that for me? Nine <laughs> plus three plus two? Yeah. Nine plus three is 12 plus two is 14. So it's, we got to win five out of the 14. I think we can do that. Um, it's it's 10 a.m. Okay, so we're recording this at 10 a.m. That's kind of early for us. Also, if I just did that math wrong, please feel free to roast oh me God. in the comments. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trusting you right now. I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, yeah, so it was a 6-3 loss to the Giants last night. Rockies fall to 64 and 84. Yeah, so that was last night. We're going to – okay, but the other thing, okay – one of my favorite moments yesterday, though, before the game, I got to talk to Susan Slusser, who I'm just such a big fan of. Like, she's one of the people that when I met this season, I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of star starstruck right now because she's so good at what she does. So I'm very excited to share that interview. Are you chiming in? No. Oh, okay. I saw, I saw him rolling towards the board. I'm like, if Kale has something to say, he can say it. No, but first, before we air that interview... We gotta we gotta shout out some some spawns some sponsors. Um, listen up to the fam. Watch parties every single day for the rest every single day of the week at the DNVR bar, which is now open on the corner of Colfax and York. So you can check the event page at thednvr.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you're not a member already, you are missing out on price breaks for Broncos tailgates and. Nuggets party buses. Uh, the annual membership comes with a free t-shirt from the dnvrlocker.com. And I love our t-shirts. We have the absolute best gear. You get a member-sized beer at the DNVR bar. You get extra raffle tickets at all watch parties to win even more free gear and all access to our members-only Discord. So you don't have to worry about talking politics or talking to jerks. You can just chat with everyone in the DNVR community. So if you're not a member... Don't fret. It's only 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. And listen, it wouldn't be a podcast at DNVR without mentioning Breckenridge Brewery. They have a birthday coming up 32 years young. And to celebrate, Breckenridge is throwing a weekend-long hootenanny, a hootenanny, Kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, obviously, and games October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like Spin Doctors and local favorites like Railroad Earth Rockin' Out. So stay tuned to everything DNVR for Hootenanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. Sounds like such a fun event. Check out events.seated.com backslash Hootenanny22 for more details on tickets and artist lineup. Link is in the description in case you just don't feel like listening to me spell it out. And listen, we got to mention DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. So if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays right now for any leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why not bet or why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up game, stepped up game day parlays once 
her game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet for this week. That's code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the link in the description below for details. There we go. Now that we got that out of the way, I really want to show you guys my conversation with Susan Slusser. Kayla, are you ready to roll it? Ready. Oh, let's go. Susan, thank you so much for joining the pod. Oh, it's my pleasure, Susie. It's really good to see you, and I always love coming to Denver. We get four days here. Yes. Um, how have you been liking your trips to Denver? I love it. I've always loved coming to Denver anyway. I've got a bunch of friends here. We've been fairly lucky with the weather here this this year. Um, and, the, you know, people complain the games are long and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, honestly, it doesn't feel like it's been that bad this year. It's been pretty interesting games. Always lots to talk about. You know, the first game of this series is kind of a case in point. Mm-hmm. Tons of stuff to talk about. And that's what we want is interesting stuff for you to talk about, interesting stuff to write about. So we love it. It's truly never a dull moment at Coors Field. It is not. Yeah, I'll there's, take it. There's always something weird going on. Yeah, last night especially. <laughs> so true. Um, so you've been at this for such a long time, and you've, you were with the A, you're covering me for such a long time, made the switch a couple of years ago. How has that transition been? Because you're still in the same area. Yep. Totally different vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same paper, obviously, and our um, longtime Giants reporter, Henry Shulman, retired uh, la- going into last season. So it was a strange time to take over a beat. Obviously, I know a lot of people because I've been covering baseball for a long time and mm-hmm. uh, including Farb Anxiety and I knew Gabe Kapler and you know a few players here and there but I was taking over while it was still the Zoom era um, yeah. and as you can imagine that's not necessarily ideal there were players that I had not spoken to in person until like sort of halfway through the season because you know they allowed field access but even post game it was still Zoom all year long so it was really strange Wilmer Flores told me the other day that it was the first time he'd actually seen my actual real face because we have to wear masks in the clubhouse still it's so it's been a little weird you know uh uh, spring training was all zoom access last year and that's when you usually get to really know people so um not necessarily ideal but uh i have to say having covered the a's for 23 years and i loved it a lot of fondness for all the fans uh and readers and everyone with the organization it's you know they're they've always been kind of number two and scrappy and like blue collar and um i love that also great, great stories over there. Um, but I work for the San Francisco Chronicle, of course, and, um, you know, they are, we're sort of the paper of record for the Giants. Uh, and it, it's really interesting that the interest level, not just from, you know, sort of people in the San Francisco area with the Giants as opposed to the A's, but even like just things like my editors, which I have to say is kind of unusual. I used to kind of just be off on my own doing my own thing and nobody really paid that much attention to the paper and now I'm getting a lot of input which is sometimes good it's yeah. not, maybe not always good but um no it's fun I, I feel like you know we'll always devote whatever resources we have to the Giants which that's a really good feeling because they're a really important beat for our paper and, and the rest of the San Francisco based media so um but I, I'll always have a soft spot for the A's for sure yeah of course yeah. even I have a soft spot for the A's only yeah. because they used to play in Philly long before yeah. I was born See, there you go. Yeah, That's a I good have, reason. I have family that are still, like, low-key A's fans. They've Very always been. Key. You know, I've written two A's books, and they are 
they have always been kind of like the number two team in the market and scrappy and like tearing down and building back up but like smarter doing it smarter than everyone else mm-hmm. so going back to the Philly days the Philly days too so I, I love that and that was really interesting and you know one of the kind of carryovers coming to the Giants is that Farhan Zaidi coming from the A's background kind of does things a little bit the A's way I kind of get you know he's got more money now and then yeah. he went from the A's to the Dodgers who have all of the money so uh, <laughs> but it's a little bit of a synthesis of that so it's mm-hmm. um, I'm finding that really extra fascinating mm-hmm. um so let's talk about this season. So this giant season, very different from the 107 win season yeah. last year. What what happened here? I feel like we spent a lot of last year going like, uh, I don't understand why they're winning so many games. <laughs> to this year saying, I don't understand why they're not winning as many games. Like they, It's sort of like they either missed a step or maybe they were a little bit better than they, you know, there's no should be or shouldn't be, I guess. But um, you know, certainly they really exceeded expectations last year. And, and they, like every decision was the right decision. Every move was the right move. They had all the luck. Everything went their way. It seemed like on a nightly basis, even like little things. They won late games late. They um, had tons of walk-offs. They'd call a guy up for a weekend and he'd go off and he'd get sent back down and we'd never see him again, but he would have like contributed. And this year it's been the opposite. Like every little thing has kind of not worked out quite right. Obviously, the big thing you can point to is Buster Posey retired, and that is obviously significant. Um, and Joey Bart was a really interesting story, all, really all year, and probably will continue to be because he gets thrown into this. I got to take over for Buster Posey, which is impossible. It's impossible. Uh, and then he doesn't hit for the first two months, and they send him down. And he had the best attitude, um, and you know, really figured things out. Came back earlier than expected because of an injury, and has been way better than I think people expected behind the plate and working with pitchers and he's kind of figured things out a little bit offensively so that's been kind of fun but that's the obvious one and then I you know they've got an older team and last year a lot of their older players had career years this year it hasn't been the case is that age is that you know the league adjusting to maybe some of the things they were doing I I don't know but they have spent a lot of time this year saying we need to get younger we need to get more athletic so um, it's gonna be an interesting offseason for the Giants too because do they do that maybe part ways with some some of their bigger name older guys or do they keep those guys and then kind of fill in around them still which you know the, the roster construction this year has been a little odd uh, and I through nobody's fault. I think because of last year being so good, you don't tear down a good team, right? Exactly. They would have made a ton of different moves maybe if they'd been around 500 last year. Mm-hmm. So this year, I think we see maybe some of those moves. So the 107 win season was a bad thing. Uh, it sounds weird. It was maybe bad for this year. It was know? bad for this year. It was, uh, yeah. They, I don't think. I think they would have approached things going into this season maybe a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I like this story that you mentioned about Joey Bard getting sent down, having a great attitude, coming back stronger. Uh, what are some of the other good narratives or feel-good narratives that you've covered and seen this season? Um, well, you know, when you, I think with the Giants, we really have to look at a lot of their sort of younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Camilo Doval is continuing to really um, turn into an elite closer, and he picked up a uh, Sigur in the middle of the season, which is almost impossible. Um, and he's starting to show a little personality, which is fun. You know, he hasn't, his, uh, doesn't speak English, doesn't do in- interviews in English. He does speak some English. Um, uh, but he's starting to like feel a little more comfortable doing interviews um, with an interpreter, and he's starting to show some uh, some real personality. That's been fun. David that. Viar came up, um, and he's shown some power, and he can play multiple positions. Uh, so he's been fun. 
it's 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 really been interesting. But you know, the question marks with some of the older guys are really what is I think going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Evan Longoria has been among their best players when he's healthy, and they've got a team option on him for next year. But they want to go younger. Brandon Belt obviously had season-ending knee surgery, but he's really linked to the organization. He'd love to come back. Do they do something with him? So there are a lot of narratives, and some are the young guys, but some of the ones like how the Giants go about their offseason. I think what they do with Longoria in that decision time where they have to pick up the option or not, which I think is maybe the first 10 days or so after the World Series, mm-hmm. that might show you how they're going to go this offseason. There's so much left unwritten. Yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the beauty of baseball. There's always more to write. That's the beauty. Um, how did you even begin to cover baseball? When did you begin to love baseball? When did this all start for you? Um, I was um, six when my my dad was in the Navy and we moved back from Guam to the Bay Area to Alameda and um, it just happened when I was six was 1972. Mm -hmm. I mean, so now you know how old I am. But um, that was the start of the A's winning three World Series in a row and they were three miles away. That's extremely formative. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I just thought the A's were won the World Series every year and so I was a huge baseball fan. My dad sat me down and explained it. And the first time he explained it to me, he really kind of went in depth for explaining it to a six-year-old. You know, he t- talked about the importance of the count. Here's what the pitcher's trying to do with the hitter now. And here's what the hitter might be thinking that the pitcher's trying to do. And I was, the way he explained it, I was immediately captivated. And he wasn't like, a, he was a kind of a casual baseball fan. He wasn't like a hardcore, but whatever he did, I was like, man, this is the best. So yeah, that was, baseball was kind of my thing from from then on, I was pretty focused. Like I, but I wanted to be a baseball broadcaster forever, which is what I did through high school. My high school had a radio station in college. Um, I did football, basketball, and baseball. Um, but I always worked at the paper. Um, but as you can imagine, coming out of college in 1988, there weren't really women play-by-play announcer jobs going around in mm-hmm. baseball. So um, I went to the Sacramento Bee and covered everything, and then covered the NBA, and then went from the NBA to baseball in Dallas, and finally back to the Bay Area. So. Yeah, covering baseball, just a little bit differently. I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, now I want to talk about, from what you've seen as a woman in sports early in your career to now, what have you noticed specifically that's changed in terms of you know how it is out there as a woman who happens to be reporting? Well, there are, you know, the, as I just mentioned, there were not that many women, period, in the business, but especially in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And now there are so many more women in the business, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, I mean, just look at here in Colorado, you guys have a one, you know, wonderful media crew, but there are several women that didn't used to be the case in a lot of places. Covering the A's, there are always tons of women. Um, the Bay Area's always had a, an awful lot of um, uh, women sports writers since, a, you know, sort of the 70s on. So uh, that has been really good to see. There's still a few more issues um, than I'd like. You know, I think there's more focus still on just basically on the gender mm-hmm. than there even needs to be. You know, we're, I think we're at the point where if you hire p- the right people for the right jobs, you know, I, I'd kind of like to this, like the whole thing to kind of go out. But I think players are really used to, in all sports, are by and large used to having women cover them at every level and it's not really a big deal. Um, certainly nothing like when I was starting and a lot of my friend Lisa Olson's a good friend of mine she had an incident with the Patriots that I think a lot of people will remember my one of my best friends Jennifer Fry had an incident with Jack Morris when she was an intern at the Detroit Free Press and you just don't really hear that kind of stuff uh, anymore but you know probably more inappropriate behavior in different ways um, that uh, and again this is in all sports that um, and just in life that needs to be addressed yeah but uh, just the fact that um 
you know, there are more women working in this business is, is wonderful to see. Um, football was uh, much better. Uh, NBA, hockey, I think they all had lots of women covering them sooner than baseball did, but mm-hmm. baseball's finally, it's finally getting there. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Yay. I like to, I like to see though the improvement. I also just love, I love so much how social media brings us all women together yes. and we can kind of talk about the things that have happened and yeah. connect and support each other and build each other up. So. Absolutely. And then I get to, you know, harass people on Twitter like you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you never harass me. It's always wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it is really good. That is one thing that's changed. I think the women in the business are much more supportive of each other than they used to be. Mm-hmm. There were so few jobs for women because it was kind of, you know, it was kind of like tokenism almost. Mm-hmm. So it was more kind of cutthroat. I think women used to see other women as competition for every job and it was you did not see I mean there was some obviously there was the support and various from maybe different markets but in market it could be pretty cutthroat it seemed like and that you just don't see that anymore but thankfully yes I I'm not cutthroat like that yeah I can't I couldn't handle it (laughs) yeah no it's one of those like you know all boats rise kind of thing right yes that's exactly how I like to see it yeah and that's how it really should have all been but you know it's it didn't I think people used to be very territorial like there's Mm -hmm. one job for a woman and that's mine you still win (laughs) so that's a good change yes I like that that's a good improvement um all right so one more question I know you wrote the book a hundred things to do and yeah. see. I and... can never remember the full name of it either. <laughs> the 100 Things A's book. That's what I was for, for A's, Yeah, the A's, A's book. Yeah. Um, so that's, at this point, is that seven years old? Yeah, just yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, anything that you would add to that or subtract from it? Oh my gosh, they've had so many good seasons <laughs> since then. I would love to have um, kind of addressed some of the, the more recent good teams that they had, you know, and the, the mats with the Chapman and Olsen there and um, some of the really fun pictures that they've had and mm-hmm. uh, but you know that the through line with the A's has really been the front office and those guys are all still there so mm-hmm. uh, even despite the awful year they've had this year I think they're they remain in good hands that's good yeah uh, what do you think is going to happen with Oakland you know they've kind of passed all the hurdles they need for an Oakland based ballpark still couldn't give you uh, more than a 50-50 guess uh, that that will ever happen. The funding right now is something that's a little bit up mm-hmm. in the air. Uh, the fact that they keep presenting Vegas as a possible option is weird, and I don't know what that's about. I mean, MLB clearly should rather have two teams in the fifth biggest market in the country rather than the Giants having it alone, which I'm not sure the Dodgers or the Padres would love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the A's in a much, much smaller market mm-hmm. um, from uh, every standpoint, not just population, but also media. Yeah. Uh, and also then they lose out on a $2 billion or whatever expansion fee. So clearly Oakland, what they should have done is let the A's move to San Jose when they wanted to move to San Jose. And I'm still not sure why they didn't just do that. They could have done it. Big city, lots of support, great weather, yeah. um, and they would have stayed in the Bay Area. Ace fans were always like, "Oh, you're you don't like Oakland." I'm like, "No, I want them to stay in the Bay Area." Mm-hmm. Um, and San Jose made a lot of sense; still makes sense. Um, Oakland, let's let's hope. Fingers crossed for yeah. a nice uh, waterfront ballpark in, in Oakland, which would be great. It yeah. would be absolutely great. When we talked to Jessica Kleinschmidt, we asked her for her prediction. Yeah. She thinks they're going to stay. I think so too. I mean, I I think so too. It's. It's it's the right thing, yeah, and it's the smart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like all industries, they don't always do the smart thing. Yeah. 
we'll or see. the right thing. <laughs> um, Susan, do you want to tell us when your mixtape is dropping? Uh, yeah, well, I've got something out coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no real projects I'm working on. Yeah, just getting through this season and taking a little break, and you know, and winter meetings and seeing all like what all these teams are going to do for the off season. Yes, you know? I'm always curious to see what the Rockies are going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, always a surprise. Being in this division is tough. And um, especially now, you know, that we've all seen the Diamondbacks look like they're going to be a really good, fun young team for mm-hmm. a while. And then, you know, the big dogs with the Dodgers and the Padres, it's not an easy division. So, no. like, the Giants and the Diamondbacks have their work cut out for them. For sure. Susan, thank you so much for joining. Oh, my pleasure, Susie. <laughs> Just a, a Susan and Susie interview. That was so much fun. I loved talking to her. Um Good stuff. Love women supporting women in sports. That's like the takeaway. I love it. Let's talk about some news around baseball because we've, as we're closing in on the end of the regular season, we've got teams clinching left and right. So the Mets clinched earlier this week. Atlanta clinched Tuesday night. They're still neck and neck for winning the AL East. So we'll see what happens there. So, so far we've got the Dodgers. They clinched the NL West. They get that first round by the Astros have clinched the AL West Mets and Braves will make it to playoffs for sure. Um, Aaron judge hit Homer number 60 last night, huge news. So he joins Roger Maris and Babe Ruth as the only Yankees to have 60 homer seasons, but he's also in the company of Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds. And that's it, because 60 home runs is absolutely insane. But with that, Zach Campbell is trending on Twitter again because people are happy that he didn't catch that home run. (laughs) We will continue to observe uh, the Zach Campbell ban on Coors Field. You remember that, right, from a few weeks ago? I do. Upsetting stuff upsetting stuff um also with that albert pujols is closing in on home run number 700 he's at 698 still but the cardinals are in san diego they'll be facing lefty sean Manaya, so he might be making some progress on that tonight but again people on twitter are looking out for hample to make sure he doesn't catch it kale do you want to answer a couple true or false questions sure absolutely all right, so some of these are about the game that I know you guys did not watch a lot of last night. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Kale's like, I hate this. Um, okay, true or false, CJ Crone hit two home runs last night. No, he hit one. There you go. You're paying so attention. This is false. This is false. <laughs> <laughs> one of our coworkers caught a foul ball last night. That was false because we were in the rooftop, so I don't think that was even possible. <laughs> it would have been a massive home run if that was the case. True. Yes. So it did not happen. <laughs> um, true or false, Joey Gallo pitched a no-hitter in high school and then took Greg Maddox's daughter to prom all in the same day. I hope that's true. So I'm going to say true. <laughs> it is true. It that's, is true. What a legend. Well, that's an awesome story. <laughs> that is very legendary. Um, I only bring this up because last night they put that up on the fun facts at Dodger Stadium. So that was going around Twitter again. Oh, love that. Yes. I love that story. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right. So we have, we got an interview with Jimmy Heron. Should we run it now or should I do an ad read first? Let's do an ad read. Let's do an ad read. Listen, we got to shout out our sponsors because they keep the lights on and they make me happy. But you know what makes me happy and makes my coworkers happy? Game time tickets. It's the hottest ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, 
concerts, shows, whatever you want to do, all the activities. So if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like maybe a 50-yard line, maybe courtside, maybe behind a plate, maybe with like 50 of your closest, drunkest coworkers on the rooftop of Coors Field. Listen, it's all possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. If you want to attend a Rockies game, you know, usually – well attended, if not a sellout, especially this last homestand of the season. But you can save up to 60% when you wait closer to first pitch with game time. I use game time all the time. Great for those last minute seats. Listen, we've been saying you can get to the rest of this giant series for just a couple of bucks. You can get fireworks tickets for 13 bucks. It's good stuff. You got to go to the fireworks game. Like, I just cannot say that enough. But listen, bottom line, if you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this podcast to join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. And again, hit the link in our description to save. And listen... It's sexy pizza season. If you were at any of our Broncos tailgates last year, or in the past year, rather, you know all about sexy pizza. What you may not know is that using code DNVR abs will take 15% off from your order. Oh, that's an old code. But listen, if you don't know, you should know that sexy pizza has been in the Denver community for 13 years with locations in Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill, and sexy pizza is pretty much as local as it gets. They've got that hand tossed deck oven pizza made with from scratch every morning dough. And what I love most about Sexy Pizza is that they donate to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. So they're truly not just great pizza, they're great neighbors. But Sexy Pizza can also support your organizations or events. Just go to www.sexy.pizza and check out their about page for the donations link to see how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. And for your friends outside of Denver and in the southern part of the state, Sexy Pizza is a location in Trinidad. So that's worth checking out. That's a nice little drive down there. But yeah, sexy.pizza. Best URL in the pizza game for sure. I'm hungry now. (laughs) All right. So we got a chance to talk to um, Jimmy Heron of the Albuquerque Isotopes. He's been having a fun season for sure. Um, And part of that group of guys who've just been coming up through the Rockies organization together. And it seems like they're having a good time. We're going to talk to him though. Kale, are we ready? Yep. Let's roll it. All right, joining the pod now is Jimmy Heron of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Jimmy, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am good. I want to talk to you about, I guess for starters, how this this group that you have been coming up with in the Rockies organization. I've just heard from so many of your teammates who have been with the Yard Goats and the Isotopes over the past season. I just hear that it's such a special group and that you guys just are having a blast together. What's it been like for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's definitely one of the most fun years of baseball I've had. Uh, starting the year in Hartford, we had a great group and we won a lot. So that was obviously a ton of fun. And then it's a lot of the same here in Albuquerque. Uh, different kind of group, a little older, but it kind of also has its benefits. So it's been overall pretty pretty fun yeah how's the adjustment been for you to albuquerque it's been good it's definitely an adjustment um you know a new level 
a lot of guys with major league experience. So, but just kind of taking it day by day and just doing whatever I can. Yeah. Now what's harder adjusting to double a or triple a? Uh, that's a good question. I think most people would probably say double a, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of depends on the guy. Um, I think for me, double a was, was definitely an adjustment. I also had like, you know, with the COVID year and then I missed most of 2021. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of behind coming into this season. So it definitely took me a, a little bit to get my feet under me, but yeah. Double A's tough. But yeah, that park there's is, a lot of talent. Yeah, That park and, is fantastic, too. That's one of my favorites because I used yeah. to live in Hartford for a very long time, so I love my goats. Oh, wow. Yeah, the stadium there is amazing. Like, being able to go there every day to you know, get your work in before the game and play and the fans, and it was it was pretty awesome. Are you kind of relieved that you missed the uh, um, homestand that the Yard Goats had recently where they had four Yankees doing a rehab <laughs> assignment? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. That was funny. They had like half the Yankees team was was playing for Somerset that week. I'm sure th- those are always fun fun games, though. Um, yeah. Like earlier in the year, we saw. Did you catch any good rehab assignments while you were there? Yeah, when we played um, Binghamton, we had Max Scherzer. So we got to face him. So that was fun. And they always bring a huge crowd. You know, Mets fans being in that area. So that was a a fun night to be able to go up against him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, All right. So I've been asking guys – or I'm going to start asking guys up here this question, but I want to ask some of the topes too. So I'm going to start with you. Which one of your teammates do you think deserves more credit for what they've contributed this season? Hmm. Hmm, it's a thinker. It's a good question. It's a thinker. I think in AAA, what LJ Hatch has done this year has been pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Playing a couple times a week, and he's hitting 300 with like almost 10 homers. Um, he can play anywhere in the field. He moves around. He always has good at bats. Um, he's definitely a guy who who jumps out at me. He's always anytime he's in there, you can you can rely on him. Yeah, that's a guy that I definitely want to get on want to get on the pod too for sure. Um, okay, so I've been also speaking of questions that I've been asking guys, we've been we've been talking about this for like half of the season, the smoothie situation happening in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone talks about cocoa smoothies, and low key, if you look at the timing, maybe guys are getting called up because of the smoothies. Who knows? I'm superstitious about it. But Michael Tolia, when we talked to him, said that you make the better smoothies. So uh, what is going on down there? <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that to me. Well, that so that started in, in Hartford. Um, we just had a blender. So I, w- I would always end up making too much. Like I would just want to make myself a smoothie, but I would always have extra. So mm-hmm. it kind of just started where I would give Toglia my like extra cup. And he was like, oh, this is good. So I would like most of the time when I would make one, I would make one for him. And I guess he liked them. And then Coco would make a lot of smoothies too. But see, I had the upper hand early because I got to make Toglia smoothies in Hartford where Coco came up here pretty quick. Oh, okay. So like he's already been used to your smoothies. Yeah, I think I had a, a little bit of an advantage. I think you but, might have. Yeah. But then here in, in Albuquerque, we have the little like ninja bullet so you can make like a smaller smoothie so there was a couple times i made one i was like sorry mike i only have like a little drop for you a little drop 
I think he still he still enjoyed it. <laughs> I I hope so. I'll ask him when I see him later. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So uh, you are from you're from Harleysville, so not far from the Philly area. Is it still like Philly sports intense up there where you're from? Yeah, pretty much everyone. Definitely with the Eagles. Like the Eagles are the team I follow the closest. Mm-hmm. Um. So everyone always gets excited for for football season. Yes, it's like there's never an off season for Eagles football. Truly, yeah. We'll talk about it year round. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? How do you think they're gonna do? Pretty good. I mean, I think they looked really good last week. Um, they have really exciting players, which is fun. You know, win or lose, you get to watch Jalen Hurts, you know, run around and make plays. And the wide receivers are good and the defense is solid. And I'm looking forward to the game tonight because DJ Peterson is a big Vikings fan. Oh, so we've been fun. we've been going back and forth a little bit this week. So I think around when we land in uh, Houston, the game will be starting. So we'll probably watch it together. Oh, Hopefully that's the, really fun. the Eagles can a, come out on top. Do you guys have like a wager going or anything? Or is it a Yeah, a little some friendly, some friendly, some friendly stuff. <laughs> some friendly we'll stuff. Yeah, because yeah, the Eagles and Vikings fans, they have some fairly fresh beef. Like Yeah, the playoffs that one year. Yep. <laughs> so I I made sure to remind them of that. Oh, that's funny. I'll keep an eye out. Listen, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining the pod. We appreciate it. Best of luck with the rest of the season, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And, you know, thank you guys for joining our – or following our continuing coverage of Smoothie Kate down in Albuquerque. <laughs> it's just – it's very important stuff. I get such a kick out of it, though. So, actually, after I talked to Jimmy, I chatted with Michael Tolia, and I was like, hey, you know, I talked to your your favorite smoothie maker. And uh, Tolia was like, oh, I actually I haven't even had a smoothie since Albuquerque. And I was like, wait, what? I, I like, just assumed this was your favorite food. <laughs> but he was like, no, actually, like, the smoothies were kind of a food of convenience down in the miners. But now that he's got Chef Tyler Hines' amazing food at the clubhouse, like, he doesn't need a smoothie. So I was a little sad that Michael Tolia has left that <laughs> left that part of his life behind him. But... It was funny. It was a good laugh. Um, Some other news and notes around baseball. I wanted to mention this before. Um, Kale, did you see this story? The uh, boy who was injured at the Little League World Series when he fell from his bunk bed had a a pretty bad injury. Um, He's he's released from the hospital. That is super exciting. I didn't see that he was released, but I saw the story when it first came out. So that is great news. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's 12 years old. Kid from, kid from, um, I was going to say Georgia. He's from St. George, Utah, but he had a fractured skull. So I'm glad he's doing better because that sounded so scary. Also, um, down in Puerto Rico, Hurricane Fiona has absolutely devastated the island. Javier Baez is doing what he can to help out those affected. But yeah, he's going to also represent Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic next year for the second time. So that's pretty cool. Let's look forward to the rest of this series. Rockies are playing today, 640, here on Wednesday. I almost called it Monday. (laughs) It's way too early for us to be doing a podcast right now. Um, uh, Rockies are playing the Giants for another two. 
tonight at 6.40. And then we've got a day game on the getaway day on Thursday, 1.10. Patrick and I will be back here in studio to do a post game on the mound tonight. We've got Herman Marquez up against Logan Webb for the Giants. And then tomorrow, Thursday, Jose Urania will take the mound. Still TBD for the Giants. We'll see. But then the Padres are in town for three more before the Rockies leave Coors Field for the rest of the season. Kale, are you going to make it to any more games? Uh, I'm going to try and make it to one more. The fireworks game? (laughs) I would love to go to the fireworks game. Maybe that'll be my plan. I love the fireworks game. The fireworks game is also the anniversary of the first time I came to Denver many years ago. And the time that I moved here a year ago. It's an emotional week, you guys. I'm emotional. Congrats on a year in Denver once again. Thank you. Thank you. I think I've mentioned it a lot. Also, while the toll, or while the Tolly interview, while the Jimmy Heron interview was running, I was like, Kale, could you imagine if we had a Susie show where I didn't mention Hartford? The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I only talk about Hartford and the Rockies. But, you know, it's been relevant. We have literal two of the guys, we have two new pitchers who were yard goats last week. So this is relevant. This is relevant information. I think we covered it all, though. Um, so tomorrow, we've got a post-game show. Um, Patrick will be on with Drew Goodman on Friday. So that's what the week looks like. Thank you guys for joining us. Kale, shout out your Twitter handle. At Kale Sorbo with two L's. With two L's. And you can follow... All of our baseball tweets at DNVR underscore Rockies. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And Kale, you know what they say about closing out a show? He doesn't know. I don't either. I don't have a close. But we will talk to you guys tomorrow.